Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Welcome to Braddock's Breakdown on DrRoto.com, your daily prescription for fantasy sports. I'm Jason Braddock, and along with me is producer extraordinaire, but to call him producer is, I, I feel like it's underserving. What Danger does is he keeps me on my toes, and tonight on Braddock's Breakdown, back after a seven-month hiatus, yes, got the call from Dr. Roto, and January says, Braddock, you're getting called up to the big leagues. You've been selected in the DrRoto.com draft, one spot ahead of Danger. I'm like, yes, I got picked before Danger. Actually, factually, Danger is he beat me in the draft. But I'll get him. I'll catch up with him fantasy this year. So let me introduce the man, the legend, Danger. How are you, man? I appreciate you letting me uh, uh, hijack part of your show tonight. No, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a little back and forth, me and Danger, over the last six, seven months. We got to work together a little bit, so I think we're going to enjoy this, make it fun for you, and most importantly, give you information you can't get anywhere else, and that's what we do at DrRoto.com. Let's jump into it. We're going to call this, now that I've made the move of Braddock's Breakdowns, from a solo operation to the DrRoto.com family, we're going to name this Season 1, Episode 1. All the old tapes have been destroyed like I was Robert Kraft at a massage parlor in Florida. So let's go right into it. Tonight's episode, prepping you for the fantasy season. When you're looking for a difference maker in seasonal drafts this year, maybe more than any other years, it's going to be in back-end roster building especially in PPR leagues, specifically at that wide receiver position, you're going to find guys late that are going to produce for you three to five-fold to what their average ADP is saying right now. With that in mind, let's jump, forget the potatoes. We're going to jump right into the meat here. We're going to stay there, move quickly here on the first edition of Braddock's Breakdowns. Number one guy on this list that you're going to have to add to your fantasy roster in seasonal draft. I don't care if that means you go around, maybe even two rounds earlier on some of these guys to secure them if the buzz starts building over training camp. Secure these guys on your fantasy rosters. Let's call them the four horsemen, these four studs. These guys here, if you get them on your roster, it allows you to wait at that wide receiver position and go for extra value at quarterback, tight end, running back. And if you're crazy, maybe kicker in defense. I'm kidding. It's 2021. Nobody's playing with kickers anymore unless they're just a glutton for punishment. All right, DJ Chark. I had build up there. It's Chark attack time. Chark attack. Every time I select them, and yes, I have them in the SFB 11. I have them in every fantasy draft I did, real or mock, is DJ Chark. He's the First of the four horsemen coming off the board here. He's going off the board. Danger. Hit him with the ADP right now. Hey, we got our aggregate ADP up at drrotor.com. You're a premium member if you're listening, so go ahead and hit those up and check them out yourself. But the aggregate ADP, we got him about 85. In a 12-team league, that's about a, a end of the seventh. In a 14-team, that's about a sixth-round pick. If you go fifth, I'm fine with it. If you're going, depending on the format, here's the point. Get DJ Chark on your roster. It is way too low for this guy to be available. He at DJ Chark has played his entire career with Gardner Minshew 
At worst, he's putting up high-end wide receiver two numbers, and you're getting him there sixth, seventh round at the earliest. Secure him at his roster. The value's there. So in those earlier rounds, uh, you can go at that tight end position. Maybe you go early with a Cal- uh, Travis Kelsey or a Darren Waller. Uh, maybe you go double, triple at that running back position. Depending on the format, you can really get creative with these four wide receivers. But secure DJ Chark on your roster. Don't wait too long. He's getting upgraded from Gardner Minshew to Trevor Lawrence. That's a big upgrade when you're talking about Chark. He was challenged by his uh, rookie head coach in the NFL, Urban Meyer, to get more physical. Oddly enough, when DJ Chark evaluated himself. Self-scouting is important and self-awareness is as well. He came up to the same conclusion as Urban Meyer that he had to get more physical at the top of the route, at the contact, at the mesh point, added on seven pounds of muscles. He's responded and has responded to the coaches. Whatever you ask for, as ask of me is what I will go out and do. And that's what DJ Chark will do this year. Here's an interesting nugget for you, Danger. DJ Chark has 13 less starts than DJ Moore, a guy we love in fantasy draft, especially in Joe Brady's offense. But yet, with less than 13 starts, he has three more touchdowns than DJ Moore. And that's with Gardner Minshew, Mr. Mustache. Trevor Lawrence, Mr. Franchise, is the face of the uh, franchise right now. DJ Chark, let me throw this to you as well. Maybe another reason I'm so high on DJ Chark. I loved him since the beginning. He had me at hello, if you will. 2018 draft, he came out. He was my number one prospect. Yes, I know you're going to say, well, Calvin Ridley's better than him. DJ Moore's better than him. Say that. Some, some dishes you have to put in the oven. Let it prepare a little bit. Let it marinate. That's DJ Chark. And now he's going to be right. Pull him out the oven. Put him on your roster. Marvin Jones, great number two wide receiver there. Uh, LaVisca Chenault. Solid number three out the slot. DJ Chark is your number one wide receiver. And as Danger said, to get this guy in the sixth or seventh round, no brainer. But if you still don't believe me, what do the naysayers say, Danger? Well, look, man, I mean, you're sharp because you're listening to Jason Braddock. But if you're playing in a home league like me, even in I've played in some higher money leagues, name brands still draw attention, right? So he's going around the same place, Odell Beckham. Claypool, Juju, you're telling me skip those brand names, jump on the chart. 100%. No hesitation. Click it. Shark attack time. You're getting shark attack. You're getting a hat made, a T-shirt made, and you let everyone else go Juju on the beat. Or who else were you mentioning there? Odell Beckham Jr.? Mm -hmm. Oh, bless his heart. I hope Odell (laughs) Beckham Jr. plays this season and is able to go an entire season. I'm not betting on that. And the Browns don't need him to. They've already got Odell Beckham insurance. They went out and drafted a Will Fuller Jr. and Anthony Schwartz. They've got Jarvis Landry, the best slot machine in the game. You've got uh, Rashad Hollywood Higgins, possession receivers that gets better and better each year. And Donovan Peoples-Jones they selected last year. Odell Beckham struggles week one. He could get pushed down this depth chart. Juju Smith-Schuster, if Ben Roethlisberger uh, gets out of the buffet long enough to play this season, then I don't expect him to put up Hall of Fame stats. Dwayne Haskins, I may take late in the draft if we're going a deep 
deep draft. I may take a Dwayne Haskins as a guy because I think at some point we see Roethlisberger have to be replaced from lack of production, and Dwayne Haskins steps up as he gets a second chance and a real organization as opposed to what he was drafted into in Washington. I like it. All right, so let me pose one more question. We'll move on. Absolutely. To what you got? So I, I, I agree with – Claypool and Juju, but this is where I started to draw the line. When you sent me these okay. names, I started looking around these people, and I started looking at this, and I said, okay, chark over this guy, chark over that guy. Where can I go? I kind of hit a spot with Deontay Johnson. Mm. Uh, that might be the spot. That okay. might be the spot. If Deontay falls and you got to choose chark or Deontay and you don't think chark's coming back the next round, are you still going chark over Deontay? Uh, it's It's – it's a great question. I definitely understand that you put Juju in that conversation as well as these wide receivers in Pittsburgh. I don't know if there's a one, two, and three in Pittsburgh. I think there's maybe a one A, a one B, and a one C. Well, I think Deontay is clear number one if he can get rid of half those drops. Oh, I'm start. not talking about I'm not talking about fantasy stats. I'm talking right. about as far as wide receiver, the number one guy on the team that you go to in that dire situation. You need a slot guy. You're going to Juju. You're going to uh, you need that big body guy. You're going to Claypool. You got two tight ends now that you can go to a 12 personnel if you mm-hmm. want extra blockers and two guys that you can throw to and Pat Fryermuth and Eric Ebron. I mean, so there's so many mouths there to feed. So when I look at the the variables, the uncontrollable variables, excuse me, that I'm concerned about, I look at that Steelers offensive line, how many people they're replacing that were stalwarts on that offensive line. David DeCastro is the highest graded offensive interior lineman I've ever evaluated in 10 plus years of evaluating NFL and NBA talent. Uh, Laramie Tunsil, if you want the best tackle I ever evaluate there as a side note, but uh, you replace the left tackle. You've got the injury. Big Ben, uh, he did not look good last year. We all saw it. I'm not betting on Big Ben. I'm betting on Big Ben to regress yet again this year. Najee Harris, everyone loved him. Yes, everyone loved Najee Harris when he played at Alabama with the five biggest offensive linemen, the five best offensive linemen week in, week out. And no matter if they played in the SEC, Najee Harris is is going to struggle. And his struggle and Roethlisberger's struggle is going to lead struggles to the offense plus all the mouths to feed. So for me, it's just a in my mind when I can contribute all the variables, I just don't see the math adding up to where I would take any of these guys over the number one guy for Trevor Lawrence, even with Trevor Lawrence being a rookie. All right. I feel it. I thought maybe I could have a good conversation with you when you originally sent me this list over Kenny Galladay, but you know, that changed today maybe. So. Yeah. Yeah. Galladay, Galladay, I actually have one spot ahead of DJ chart uh, before the injury. Uh, Galladay is another guy I think is going way too late in draft. So I think that would have been a great conversation. And to answer your question before the injury concerns today with his injuries uh, past, uh, I I would definitely take Chark over a Galladay. But before today, I would tell you Galladay, to be honest with you. Yeah. All right, man. Let's move on to the next guy on your list. All right. Next guy on the list, Michael Pittman Jr. I got two guys that are going into their sophomore season here in the NFL. Both of these guys, I think, will be number one wide receiver in their offenses. And you are getting them so late. It's almost like a free space for these next three guys. Michael Pittman Jr. Now, his stock took a little bit of a hit when Carson Wentz got the injury news uh, just a few days ago. But I'm, the two things that probably my strength in fantasy football are player evaluations and reading tea leaves. Same thing in life as well, evaluation and tea leaves. And just reading the tea leaves, it, 
Worst case scenario, best case scenario, depending on your evaluation of these two vet quarterbacks, the Colts are going to get a stopgap guy, whether it's Nick Foles or Phillip Rivers is the question. They both have ties to Frank Reich. We won't go in the past. I think it's been spelled out a lot over the last couple of days. But Nick Foles, easily tradable from the Bears to the Colts for a late-round conditional pick. Phillip Rivers, do you think it's a coincidence? I don't know if you believe in coincidences or not, Danger, but do you think it's a coincidence that right off the back of this and that the Colts are not adding a vet quarterback right now, Phillip Rivers said, oh, yeah, I might not be retired, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, I don't. He forgot he's got like seven kids at home and how tiring that is. Man, he's got seven kids this year. I think <laughs> he's got 17 kids at home. Right. All right, so keep it on with the Michael Pittman Jr. there. Yeah, there's some concern, but Carson Wentz will come back. Frank Reich, I love what he does with his offensive mind. I don't think Jacob Eason starts one game this year. I don't care what they say right now. I don't care what he looks like in the preseason. I don't think the Colts start the year with him as a quarterback week one. Whether it's Nick Foles, whether it's Phillip Rivers, I think we see a vet guy come in there. Both of those guys should know Frank Wright's offense. They can come in late in the preseason. It's no big deal for them to start week one. Now, I had second-round grades on Michael Pittman Jr. and the fourth guy on this four-horseman list I'm going to uh, reveal to you later. Uh, keeping up with both of them, again, second-round grades on each of them when they came out of college last year. Uh, the reason I like Michael Pittman Jr. staying here on, on this number two guy on the list is because of what he's playing around. You look at that tight end position for the Colts, guys that could eat up targets. Jack Dole doesn't do much for you. Mo, Mo Alley Cox, I mean, right on down the line, throw in the rookie, blah, blah, blah. None of these guys are scaring you from taking away targets as a legitimate uh, every down threat. Then you look at that wide receiver position. We saw last year T.Y. Hilton is getting extremely long in the tooth. Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell and D.K. Metcalf were my top two receivers the year they came out in the draft. That's how much I love Paris Campbell. That being said, I've got to you know, look right at what's happening, and he can't stay healthy. So I can't bet on Paris Campbell. Who does that leave? It leaves a 6'4", 225-pound man-child, Michael Pittman Jr. with NFL bloodlines there to be the uh, wide receiver one and see 120-plus targets this year. I don't care who the quarterback is. Drafting him where he's going, and I'll let Danger hit you with the ADP here in a second, is ridiculous. If you don't have him on your roster this year, Anything he accomplishes, your fault. For sure. I think, you know, the ADP might have taken a hit pretty quick after the Wentz news. Yes. So, I mean, he's looking at, in our aggregate across the different ADPs we have listed, at 115th. In a 12-team league, that's mid-10th round. I mean, come on. That's, I mean, that's insane value there. Paul, can we hold right here for a second? Can you hear me like the Bluetooth died, right? Yeah, you, you got a little muffled. Yeah, that's what I thought. The Bluetooth died. So before I went on, I just figured we'd pause to see if I can get it back on. It's okay. If it, if they died, I mean, I can hear you. It's just, you know, clearly different. So, uh, do you, Is the quality much better the other way? I mean, it was much better with the Bluetooth, but if those things died, then there's no, you know. I got the plug right here. As long as it lets me uh, – I don't think it lets me use the Bluetooth while I unplugged it. I don't think it lets me use the Bluetooth while it's plugged in. Yeah, right? probably not. They usually won't. I can hear you fine. Just um, All yeah. right. I'm going to talk directly into the mic, like right here. 
Yeah, you're good. I I hear you. It just went from very crisp, like really nice audio to, um, you know, just a little bit muffled. So right. Right. just to apologize for the, uh, the, the, the mic dying on you and we'll keep rolling. All right. Uh, tell me when you want me to come back. So um, I'll, I'll just start back up with um, talking about Pittman's ADP. Okay. There you go. How's Perfect. that? All right. All right. Our aggregate ADP at drota.com has him at 115th coming off the board. In a 12-team league, that's what, mid-10th round? That's, uh, you know, eighth round in the 14th, maybe? I mean, it's insane value. I understand the concerns. And first, let me say, apologies from technical issues with the mic here. Some of the sound quality may be off, but the content is still 100%. So let's keep it rolling here. Danger. That's insane value. Have I convinced you? Are you coming in? I feel like Jerry Maguire is standing up with a goldfish <laughs> in the bag trying to get somebody to come with you. Are you in? Junior? At, 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 we're talking, what, 10th round? Yeah, I mean, look, I liked him last year. I was on him. I picked him up when I needed him. Um, I, I like him a lot. I think, um, man, I, it, the quarterback situation does worry me. If they can't get foals, I, I'm not a believer in Rivers being able to come back. It doesn't excite me at all. Um, but then again, let's, let's just take a couple look at the people running just a little bit in front of that. All right. Uh, all right. you got Will Fuller, you got cooks, you got Curtis Samuel. I mean, they're, they're all right. Right. Those are like the name brands people are looking at in that range. Uh, this is what I like to do with people. When mm-hmm. I would do a certain way and they may be leaning the other way. Let me ask you this. You're on the clock. You're building your roster, mm-hmm. uh, PPR draft. Your pick's up, and you're not picking again for 24 more picks. You're lacking at that wide receiver position. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. is on the board, Will Fuller, Brandon Cook, and Curtis Samuel. The four you just gave me, how are you ranking those? Uh, yeah, I mean, hmm. honestly – I don't really like any of them. I, I tell you where I'm going. I'm going. I'm going complete. I'm, I'm going a wall on you. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know who I like in that spot? Who I'm going to take over Michael Pittman because I'm not sold on the quarterback situation. I'm okay. taking Michael Gallup right there. That's my guy. Oh, uh, okay. So you see, here's the thing. And again, it's just coming back down the math to me. This, this is. I understand your decision on Gallup. He's a high-end wide receiver three, not in fantasy, talking again reality of football. We'll blend the two back and forth. Uh, Quick side story here, Danger. Dr. Roto, myself, 10 years ago, 2011, uh, did our first podcast together called Fantasy the Reality. That's what we did. I would uh, spit out the X's and O's side of it. Dr. Roto would spin it to the listeners, the fantasy side of it. Here we are partnering back up 10 years later uh, again. Little sidetrack there, but I love that nugget. Happy to be back with my no, guy. I love Dr. it. Well, here's my thought process, man, is that I, I feel like Amari Cooper is going to be a letdown, and CeeDee Lamb has some some hands problems. I just really like Gallup to be the number two clear and have some big games with Dak back. You just said CeeDee Lamb has some hands problems. I almost disconnected from my own podcast, David. CeeDee Lamb. <laughs> C.D. Lamb, listen to me now because this is – I'm going to put an extra nugget in here that wasn't planned for tonight. I've got this stretched out for this year. Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can catch a new episode of uh, Braddock's Breakdowns all season long at DrRoto.com. So I was going to save this. But I'm going to go and tell you your name because you brought his name up. C.D. Lamb was my number one wide receiver in the draft last year upon the valuation free draft. And I'm telling you right now, this year – he will surpass Amari Cooper, and he will finish 
fantasy-wise as a low-end wide receiver one. I, I can buy it. I can buy it. But I, you got to take him a lot higher than where you're going to take Gallup. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I sure. understand. But, you know, I'm not comparing the two between CeeDee Lamb and Gallup right, there. Who's right, no. going to eat into that role? I think both tight ends, Dalton Schultz uh, and Blake Jarwin, will both eat into the production. So we're talking about spreading out five wide there. Uh, guys that's eating productions and targets before you even get into Zeke and Rico Gallo in his second year and Tony Pollard. So there's a lot of mouths there to feed. But to your point, Gallup is an extremely talented wide receiver three in reality of football. Um, but when we look at this, this is wide receiver one for the Colts, Michael Pittman Jr. And the reason I would take him over the other names you mentioned is because before anyone else, he's going to get those targets. If Michael Pittman Jr. doesn't finish the year with 120-plus targets, I would be shocked. I'd honestly be shocked. Now, running through these other guys, Will Fuller, Will Fuller, cross him off your list. He's never stayed healthy. I've, I've made uh, last 10 years, I've covered the Houston, Texas, down here in Houston, working sports radio here. And my evaluation on Will Fuller's was that he had small hands with struggle with drops, which, to his credit, he fixed about year three and got in, incredibly better in that area. But the other area that I had concern and why I had a third-round grade on Will Fuller was because of his frame. I said he's going to struggle with injuries in his entire career, and that's exactly what happened. So it's not a coincidence. Last year, when he finally stays healthy for the entire year, bam, he gets popped for PED. You want to stay healthy during a contract year? Then PED tastes mighty good. Uh, real quick, let me – I'm going a little bit long-winded on these. Brandon Cooks, five concussions in his career. People will point to you. To his games and say, well, he keeps going out there playing the games. I would direct you away from the games and more towards snap count. By the time the Rams traded Brandon Cook for a second round pick to the Texans and then used that second round pick on Vance Jefferson, who's going to have a great season this year for the Rams in his stay, Brandon Cooks was third, fourth in targets for the Rams, falling behind both of their top two receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cook. He's trending down, he is still young in age. But in health-wise, all of those concussions, uh, I'm, I'm off of Brandon Cooks. I don't want him. If, if this is where you know I'm selecting him and I've got Michael Pittman Jr., yep. give me the young, healthy guy. Curtis Samuel made the worst decision by leaving the Joe Brady office that knew exactly how to use him and give him uh, his best season to go to Washington to play for Ron Riviera, who never knew how to utilize him. And, uh, I don't know if they offered him the most money, but career-wise, one of the worst decisions there for Curtis Samuel. I'm all over Michael Pittman Jr. over all of those guys. All right, real quick. Okay. I know we got a little long-winded, but the next two That's will go fine. fast, right? Cool. All right. So we're talking about young number ones. Okay. If they fall to that same spot, Judy or Boyd interests you more than Pittman. All right. Who were the two? Juju or Boyd? No, Judy. Judy. Jerry Judy. Oh. Boyd. Yeah, Jerry Judy is, is – all right. You're toying with me here because this is a close one. This is a nice one, Jerry Judy. I'm going to go Michael Pittman Jr. Even though they both have the quarterback question, I'm leaning more towards the opportunity of the Colts adding a vet quarterback and upgrading, and then you still get Carson Wentz coming back. What's the saving grace for uh, Jerry Judy in Denver? It's Drew Lockett, Terry Bridgewater. Bless his heart. And then who was the last one you said? Uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd now – now, Tyler Boyd, that's a safer one. If you want to go upside, go Michael Pittman Jr. We're talking full-point PPR. Let me take that back. Let me walk that back a little bit. Full-point PPR, I'm going Tyler Boyd. 
don't pay up and full point PPR. Do not pay up for Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and trying to guess once one built more chemistry with uh, with Joe Burrow the last two years, whether it was back two years ago in college at LSU with Chase or last year in his rookie season with fellow rookie T. Higgins. No, you're getting Tyler Boyd later and he's a slot PPR monster. Take Tyler Boyd, pass on the other two higher. Yes, I would take Tyler Boyd over Michael Pittman Jr. All right, I finally got one on you. You did. You got me there. <laughs> All right, let's move on to these two guys that in 12-team leagues are going undrafted. Some 14-team leagues, they're going undrafted. But can we make magic? Dr. Roto picked out James Robinson for me last year, handpicked it for me as my final round flyer. What do you got for me? I got two wide receivers for you. Pick your choosing which one you like. And we'll throw some different names out there, different uh, maybe positions, other ways you might want to go to roster and see which one you find more value after we talk to it. So let's go to both of these guys. We might pair these two together to uh, catch up a little bit here. Tyrell Williams and Brian Edwards. Tyrell Williams and Brian Edwards are both number one wide receivers. Now, while I'm saying that, let me go ahead and add a caveat. Neither one of these are number one targets on their teams. Both of those go to the tight end position with TJ Hawkinson and Darren Darren Waller both being among probably the top four to five tight ends and targets in 2021. They will be among the top four tight ends in targets this season. So they will be number one targets, but the number one wide receivers, Brian Edwards, Tyrell Williams. Let me start with Brian Edwards here. I know you're sitting there like, how's Brian Edwards going to be better, the third-round pick from last year, over Henry Ruggs, the first-round pick? Well, in my evaluations, and this isn't to say, hey, I'm right and everybody else was wrong in the NFL, it's to say what I saw independently, and I can't tell you what everyone else saw. But what I saw on tape, I had Brian Edwards with a second-round grade, and one spot behind him among my rookie wide receivers last year was Henry Ruggs. So from the get, before they were even selected, I felt like Brian Edwards was slightly better than Henry Ruggs, but both of these guys are solid starting wide receivers. Henry Ruggs will get drafted up. Brian Edwards, as you just heard from Danger, is going undrafted. He will be a number one wide receiver. I, we put these rankings there together. You're a premium member. You're seeing them at drrodo.com. Take advantage of it. I put these rankings, my rankings up there months ago. And now within the last week, John Gruden has twice come out and praised Brian Edwards. One, I think he went maybe a little too far in hyperbole, calling him the next Terrell Owens. All right, let's drill that in a little bit. But today he said Darren Waller had a rest day. They changed up the play script a little bit. And in doing so, it gave more opportunity to Ruggs and Brian Edwards. Both both took off with that and flourished. They're developing. Brian Edwards has a prototypical number one wide receiver body. Derek Carr will get him the ball in the same manner. Derek Carr got the ball to his big body wide receiver in college, one Devontae Adams. And before we go into the other side and other players they can get, let me add this on Tyrell Williams. You're like, well, he's never been a number one guy. Why is he going to be the number one guy? He's a slot. He plays in Detroit. He plays in Detroit. There you go, Danger. That's an excellent point. That might be the best point, actually. But where you're getting that in draft, what if he hits to the value or even a, a shade of the value I'm telling you that I believe he will hit? PPR format, Tyrell Williams needs to be on your roster. But who's the number one wide receiver? Yes, P.J. Hawkinson, number one target. Who's the number one wide receiver? Don't sell me Brashad Perryman. Didn't like him in the draft coming out because he couldn't catch. And in the NFL, he still, for his entire career, has a catch rate under 
50%. He catches less than half of this. I'm not going on. That under 50% catch rate, X him out. He's not the number one. Quintez Stevens, talented possession receiver. Really like him. The upside is limited there. After those two guys, the competition for Tyrell Williams at the wide receiver position, Khalif Raymond, the rookie Amon Ron St. Brown, Chad Hansen, Geronimo Allison, Damian Radley, undrafted rookie, Sage Surratt. Are you kidding me? Get Tyrell Williams on your roster. Jared Goff, weaker quarterbacks lean on their tight ends, their slot receivers underneath, and their running backs underneath. He will feed Tyrell Williams underneath, and that's good news for uh, guys who are people who have Tyrell Williams rostered in their fantasy league because Tyrell Williams' number one route is the drag route, and that's the easiest thing for Jared Goff to get his receivers the ball. Tyrell Williams is a PPR monster this year. Get him on your team. That's the four horsemen. Those last two guys, what do you got, Danger? Where am I saying it wrong, or who's their competition? All right, look, man. So I like to be that, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. It's my favorite thing. The last pick in the draft. I love it. I like it. And until we started talking, you know, I had my eyes set on Amari Rogers in Green Bay. I I think that he has got a shot to prove himself within the first few weeks to move ahead of Lazard and MVS and and snap count. I think he's got a shot. They're they're giving him some praise in in training camp. Uh, And we all know that Devontae Adams can miss time. So, but I mean, I, we got the news of Cobb coming in. Does that ruin it at all? No, I don't think. Well, let me start backwards here because I like where you ended it because I think a lot of times we hear about a player comes in. We just saw NBA free agency go crazy last couple of days. And we're already crowning champions. Well, last year with all the injuries and who made the finals and the championship show us, you know, how how we should not count our chickens before they had so to speak. So, yes, for for me, uh, I wouldn't overvalue Randall Cobb. Yes, he has chemistry with Aaron Rodgers. They go back there, boys. He will have a role, but he's not the same wide receiver that he once was. Amari Rodgers, my fear is that you, they use him more as a gadget player, similar to what the Clemson did with him with Trevor Lawrence because they had so much pure wide receiver talent there instead of making him like a number two undersized possession receiver or work him out of the slot. I mean, he could really take advantage inside and outside. But if they use him like a McCole Hardman early in his career, turn him into one of these guys that are just running jet sweep, arrow routes out the backfield, wheel routes, a uh, little underneath slots, different stuff like that. That's what I'm fearful for with Amari Rodgers. And the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams said, coming back for one year. They've been open with their plan. We're coming back for one year this year to win a title. You think Aaron Rodgers is uh, trusting the rookie wide receiver or is he trusting the guys he's been throwing to? Particularly Aaron Rodgers more than any other quarterback. Also, Robert Tunyon uh, is undervalued in draft. Tunyon is going to grow on what he did. I was concerned with all the back and forth with Rodgers. As soon as Rodgers committed to come back to Green Bay, I bumped up Robert Tunyon. So, uh, yes, I'm taking these guys, either one, Tyrell Williams, Brian Edwards, they're going to be on the field every rep. Amari Rodgers may be a gadget player. Maybe he's a slot guy and only playing out of 11 personnel. Ryan Edwards, 11 personnel, 12 personnel. It does not matter what the grouping is. He's the wide receiver that's on the field. Tyrell Williams, that's a little bit different. His value is probably a little bit less. 
but the PPR and those drag routes and how he fits with the quarterback and the limitations of that offense, they will have no choice but to feed Tyrell Williams. Yeah, I think you answered my questions, man. I mean, I wasn't really – I didn't have my eye on Brian Edwards, Edwards as much until you and I started talking, so I think the other people are relevant. So I think we should, we'll just call it a day. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, hopefully we made some people money by hopefully I'm saying we just backed up the bread truck and dropped it on your front lawn. Thank you for subscribing to the premium content at drrodo.com so you can get this information. But before you go – be sure to check out the rest of the premium content and all of the tools on the site, as well as access to our staff and the premium discord. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.